Kara. I'm Ryan. We love Disney movies. So we decided to watch them all, from Snow White to Encanto and beyond. Each episode, we'll watch a different Walt Disney Animated Studios film and tell you all about it. Did we like it? Does it hold up? Who's our favorite hero? Or villain. We'll give you history and fun facts about each movie. And sometimes we'll invite our friends to watch along with us. So put on your tiara. Or your evil crown. And join us on our adventure. This is Taryn Ryan's Princess Diaries. Hello, fairy tale friends. Welcome. Uh, we are here with a mini tale for you. Uh, we were supposed to be doing Frozen 2, but we had some scheduling difficulties. Uh, so, But luckily, we went to go see a movie. Speaking of things that bump frozen 2 yes we went and saw is it is it called the super mario brothers movie i will look it up but i've just been referring to it as so. super mario brothers uh we promised you a mini mini tale we're going to give you a little bit more mm-hmm. because the super mario bros movie bros is short for brothers brothers yes brother. but that's how bros. bros super mario bros uh we just got back from watching it we had an awkward ride home in the car because we wanted to talk we about like, it we want to talk about it to each other we we're like, like we'll just save for the pod so we probably came yeah. running in here to record uh let's talk about like our theater experience just to kind of give an idea because it was sure a monday it was a monday so it was mostly empty which i was shocked because we were supposed to see it uh yesterday on sunday and it was a very full theater and mm-hmm. we changed our tickets till tonight. And I'm actually, I don't know, part of me is glad it was a somewhat empty theater, but then part of me kind of wishes we did see it with more kids. There was one kid in the theater. I don't know if you heard them. They were there funny. was a kid somewhere, but yeah. Everyone saw there'd be this laugh, just them yeah. being like, ha And so, so part, like, okay. part of me kind of would have maybe liked, not a, a theater full of kids, but a couple more kids would have been interesting because I just think they would have reacted at things that maybe we didn't. Maybe, but also I liked going to a nice clear theater almost opening weekend. Yeah, it was nice that it wasn't packed. I'll mm-hmm. be honest. It was very nice that it was, yeah, it was 8.15 on a Monday. And so that's sometimes, why. You know, I mean, maybe this is the way to see Pixar and Disney stuff in the theater. If you want to kind of get it and be a little more relaxed in the like screaming baby crew. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure the matinees are like, we're jam packed full of kids. So, yeah. So, not a full theater experience. Um, additionally, I wanted to talk about. So, my interest for this movie has like, is like a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Because there was a while where I was like, oh, this is going to be great. And then reviews started coming out. Yeah. And they weren't bad, but a lot of them were like, it's, it's a, it's a, it, you're not getting more than what you asked for. It's mm-hmm. a movie about Mario Brothers, or it's like, you know, like some, I remember one person saying, like, about five minutes into it, they realized, oh, this is the same studio that does the minions. So it's uh, going to be that kind that of a kind setup of, or that, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of like shortcut humor that I think those movies use to get laughs at are the things in general I didn't like about this movie. So then my interest dropped. What I, for me, I really enjoyed this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, is it a great movie? Is it a a, 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 a a cinematic masterpiece? Absolutely not. But I really enjoyed it. I think a lot of it was, it was a great spectacle for the eye. Yes. It was a gorgeous looking movie. Yeah. I don't, I, see, we need to get a, uh, 
animation person on or a CG art to see if there's anything like I was trying to look out for things that were like hard to do. I don't think it like broke through any new technology or anything. It just looked good. It took everything that it had and did a good job. Well, their mustache like when. Okay. But is that great hair or is that just the fact that you've only ever seen like Mario mustache be like smudge, smudge? No, no, it was because when he when Koopa pulled the one hair out of all the hairs, I think there were a lot of details with the mustache is what I'm saying. When they're in the water and it was like lit up underneath them, like the Mm. pieces of the, the Rainbow Road were lighting it up. Yeah. That looked really cool. Like there were a lot of visually stunning things what i'm saying is i don't think though any of that is new oh like I agree. none of it's yes. like yeah, yeah mario yeah. really you know we talked about ralph and ralph having like it really pushed crowd technology and got it, did it. This. yeah this i don't think pushed anything it just went here's all the stuff we can do and we're going to do it at a very high we're do it quality well. bar yeah um there are only a couple things animation wise that bugged me in fact really only one thing the first scene where mario meets peach mm-hmm they, her face looks really weird when she's talking. I don't know if you noticed, but I it was, didn't it was notice. a lot of squash and stretch to the point that I was like, this looks cartoony. Like somebody had that scene that didn't have her for the rest of the scenes. Yeah, I didn't notice Real that. Real minor complaint, but. Uh, I enjoyed it as well. I, I enjoyed it for the movie experience. I, I laughed a lot. I did like tear up for a half a second <laughs> when they played the Rainbow Road music and they jumped onto Rainbow Road. It was like a very like nostalgic. That's what I will say. This was a nostalgic bomb. Like if you, you know what I mean? If you grew up playing these games, mm-hmm. anytime the score was music from a level I like immediately could identify it like the minute it started and got very excited they did some really interesting things with the instrumental with the score itself and that I loved when it came to the popular music that they put in I could have done at with none of them there's like I didn't there's a lot of needle drops there was maybe 5 or 6 I think Tara, there's at least six, and the more I think about it, there might be seven or eight. Yeah, like, when, I mean, just, we could look up the list, but... And there's no rhyme or reason to it. Like, if they did all, like, 80s, or something that was like, hey, it's video games, or something. Yeah. If they took the same kind of care that they did for the score, which I think is one of the top two things. Like, the way the movie looks. It was looked, so good. The score was so good. The score may be the best part. But I almost wish, because a lot of times they used it when it was, like, an action, like, getting from one place to another, I don't understand why they couldn't have just wrote an instrumental piece. They have so much music to choose from. Mm -hmm. And in the credits, they used other themes from other levels that we didn't hear in the movie. Why not use those in those moments? Because that's the shorthand illumination thing is like, hey, throw in like a a disco song that no kid the age they're aiming at has ever heard. Yeah. That's for nobody. And this was like, let's go through them. So there's the... Kill Bill song at the beginning. No sleep till No sleep till Brooklyn. Yeah. Take on me. Holding out for a hero. The one with when they're building the cart. When they're building yeah. the the Mario Kart. Which that one out of all of them, if I had to pick one, I didn't mind. It was short. It was short, and I didn't mind that because it was when they were designing their carts for Mario Kart. And then Mr. Blue Sky at the end for no reason. That kind of sounded like it was on the radio. It had a filter as if like his alarm clock radio was playing it. Yeah, which only makes me think of Guardians of the Galaxy Two, which is another Chris Pratt. So I don't know if they just that was the connection somebody made. Yeah, it just felt lazy for a movie that had. 
There were certain things in this movie that felt lazy and other things that felt really well maintained and, and attention creative. to detail. Yeah, and creative. Yeah, like they were inspired and, and create, creative and you could tell that people who love these games and love these stories made this movie. That That's evident, mm-hmm, I think, mm-hmm. because of the, the attention to detail. Uh, the story was lazy, in my opinion. Yeah, I would agree with that. There's I, a lot of... And then this happens, and then this happens. Now, I will say... Part of that is because they refuse to like put too much realism on the movie to go like Mario just goes, oh my God, I'm in a weird place with mushrooms. Oh, that's floating in the air. And he just keeps working with it. And then they never go like, well, why are they floating in the air? I didn't mind that. Right. Because they didn't like, because there's so much stuff they have to establish why it does that, that if you start. Yes. That's another 30 minutes of the movie explaining stuff. Or else you just go, well, this looks dumb because they explained this, but not this. Also, when we did our childhood trauma of the 1990s Mm -hmm. Super Mario Brothers movie, we got what we wanted. We asked for, well, why couldn't they just transport in a into a pipe going into another dimension? And that's exactly yes. what they did here. They just they went into a pipe and then they went from the real world of Brooklyn into the, the Super Mario Kingdom. world. Yeah, the Mushroom Kingdom. I will also say that this movie helped me establish something that forever and ever until the day I die, something I need in my Mario movies, which is people starting a business <laughs> i don't know why but all these movies is always like we get a we, they, we got good plumbing scenes yes we got very good plumbing scenes i really enjoyed that they were good at what they were doing and they wanted they were entrepreneurs tara were they because i'm gonna say that the luigi in this movie did the same thing you complained about i don't know if we complained on the episode but definitely during the movie of John Leguizamo, you go. All he does is hand him the tools, which is all he did, I believe. Yes, in this one. he did. But Mar- Mario, he, but he was very, he was very <laughs> capable, and I liked that a lot. And I, there, there were some good moments where you got to see them as brothers. You got to see like mm-hmm. who voiced the uh, guy who they left. They used to work for him. Spike. Now, Spike is an actual character from a, a pre Mario Brothers Mario because there's a bunch of like. Mario adjacent games that came out before Super Mario Brothers oh, okay. that were like Jumpman, which was the game they're playing at the pizzeria. Got it. Wrecking Crew, which was the name of the group that Spike belonged to. Oh, okay, um, okay. There okay. was a guy who kept going, woohoo! Yes, which yeah. Which is the original version of Mario from like Donkey Kong, mm-hmm. which is voiced by the guy who does Mario now. Oh, fun. Okay. Um, there's a lot of that stuff. And I don't. It's Sebastian something or other who's the 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 voice of the Wrecking Crew guy who's a, who's a comedian. Oh, okay. Um, who I don't particularly like, but liked him in this. Yeah, and so so we get to see them. Um, and we get to see some time with their family. Like we get to know them as, family, as people. I'm wondering if their references to things for the. But if you just told me they were all made up versions of the Mario cousins and brothers yeah, and stuff, you believe it. They all look like them in mm-hmm. different ways. It was funny, and I think the dad is also voiced by the original voice of Mario. Yeah, is what I read somewhere. So um, I don't know how much in detail we want to go, or do you just want to say here? I think we just keep going. I mean, if like you, as far as talking about the plot and stuff, because I, I have mean, some things I want to say. That's the thing about this plot. Like again, it's then this happens, then they go and do this. Yeah, this is a movie where I don't think there's any like. Everybody has a good arc, but it's a very one-dimensional arc. And it's there's like, no big twist. But if you don't, if you want to go in without knowing anything, you should probably stop here and yeah. then pick it up after you see it. Is what I would say. Right, so we'll play a little Mario noise here. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, again, I don't think there's much to spoil about this movie, but I was disappointed by Koopa. I'll say it. Really? So 
I, I liked him a lot. So I did not there know were this things, at all. There were things I really liked about him. I I liked his voice. I liked how they had like the heavy metal party and yes. that he had this like sentimental side. Him playing the piano, part of me was like, did they just want to make Jack Black yes. sing? And it felt very Meatloaf and Elton John, which I was into. I liked where they were going with it, but it felt very out of place. It felt like they were like, we have Jack Black. We've got to get him to write a song. He was one of the writers of the song I saw yeah. in the credits. We've got to get Jack Black to sing. And I just... If they would have taken that out, would you have been fine with them? I think so. I- also, the the wedding thing, it was a weird... To me, it was weird because he was so intense. And then he, w- he was like two opposite sides of a coin. And I needed a scene or something to like to merge that a little bit better for me. Wow. I don't know. It really like I I liked him, but I think when he was like doing like the proposal stuff and things like that, some of it was funny, but some of it I was like I feel like they're just like pushing it just a little too far for me. Yeah, I I liked him a lot. I will say I agree with you on that. like anytime he was singing, it almost felt like they took him out of the cuz they're doing something to his voice to make it like lower yeah, and Yeah, and I loved his voice. And I they, thought there were a lot of good things about him. I think they turned it off when he was singing because they wanted to be like, mm, "Did you know we have Jack Black in this role?" Yeah, and the song was fine. The peaches 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 was the funny part of the song, but I kind of was like, okay. They also do it twice. Yeah, I think, you know. It's one of the post-credit sequences is him singing it again. Yeah. So, I did like the bit where he tells his like minion, K-Mac, the, the wizard, to like, um, he's like, jam with me. And he's like, do-do-do-do-do. Yes, and then, that like, was they're fun. Playing a and they were playing. There are moments like that that I really like. So I don't want to say I didn't like him. I just think there were moments that took me out of it with him. Yeah, I agree and with that. And that, that, I think, was was hard. I K-Mac he, was probably one of my favorite characters. The weird, he was like, King Cooper. His voice, like, yeah, this the weird voice. He you spoke, kept laughing every time he had a, like, oh, like any, any like, three <laughs> lines in a row, you would just start laughing. Anytime he spoke, I loved it. Anytime That's there Kevin was a, Michael Richardson, who's a, like, v- very well-established voice actor. Okay. Which I do will say... I wish there were more just voice actors in this. Yeah. Like, I think everybody, uh, there was only one person who I thought was bad. And that was? Fred Armisen is cranky con. Mm, like, yeah. uh, honestly, I was like, uh, but I also think the character was written. Like, he had the a bunch of things that were jokes that weird. I was like, these aren't funny. Yeah. And Cranky Kong was truly a curmudgeon, like a very like cranky old man. And I don't think I got that from this character. It just seemed like Fred Armisen came in and said, oh, you want me to do an old Jewish man? And I'm like... I mean, I guess like, yeah, yeah. But I, if you I, watch him, his feet are always doing stuff. He'll yes. emote with his hands and then switch to his feet. And his feet will like stroke his beard yeah. and stuff like that was all, cool. All the animation, the little bits of business that every little character in the background and the foreground yes. are doing is really great. Yeah. There's a lot of attention to the scenes. There's a lot jam packed in there. You know, a lot of people are like, well, I think this is just a movie where you're going to be seeing Easter eggs. I think there's a lot of stuff to watch that isn't necessarily Easter eggs, but it's like it's thoughtfully it's put funny together. stuff in the background yeah. that are jokes that aren't like, oh, this is a reference. I mean, there are a lot of this is a reference. Like in Brooklyn, I feel like everything is a reference to other like there's a duck like, yes. sign that looks like the duck, duck hunt, hunter. duck. Yeah. Mario plays Kid Icarus at one point, which I was like, holy cow, Kid Icarus. Do you even remember Kid Icarus? Mm-mm. I remember Kid Icarus mostly from, and this is getting off the tangent. Did you ever watch Captain N and the Game Masters? Of course not. Okay, Captain N and the Game <laughs> Masters was an amazing cartoon about this guy 
and it was in the 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 um I'll have to show you this has got to be stuff we show on the because I almost want to do a couple episodes of this for for the thing but we're getting really down this weird Nintendo animation mm-hmm. segment of the show anyway it was this kid who got sucked into the video game world and it was like there was the princess who I guess yeah. is supposed to be like Princess Peach but it was like this where there are all the different worlds but all the different worlds were Mega Man uh Castlevania. Oh, okay. It was all the other stuff, and it was he had he had a, a Nintendo light zapper was his weapon, and then he had a belt buckle that looked like a controller, so he'd go and like push left, and it'd be like, and he'd like jump to the left, or he'd, yeah. he could jump higher, and it was his his friends were Kid Icarus, Mega Man, and Simon Belmont from Castlevania, and mm-hmm. then the bad guys were like Mother Brain from Metroid, Eggplant Wizard from. <laughs> Kid Icarus and King Hippo from mm. Punch-Out. Like, it was just... And they go into different worlds. And Donkey Kong was, like, a big antagonist because he was, like... He was, like, King Kong. Yeah. He wasn't mean, but if they had to go through Kong land for whatever reason, he'd mm-hmm. be, like, giant chasing Yeah. Apple. Great show. Anyway, um, that's, like... That... Why was I talking about because that? Because he was playing the game. Yeah, because he was playing Kid Icarus, and that's the. I think that's the only reason I knew Kid Icarus is because of the yeah. stuff from Captain N and the Game Masters. He also had Game Boy was one of his friends. Like it was like a big. Oh yeah, interesting. I really liked Luigi a lot. I liked I. What I liked about Luigi is I like that he was like a scaredy cat, like Luigi's Mansion. Mm-hmm. Like when he gets put on one of the. Um, the worlds that King Koopa has already taken over and. All oh, the shy all guys, the... but all the shy guys like he <laughs> like thinks he's found yeah, refuge yeah. or whatever, like safe haven in this in this abandoned castle, and then you just see them all appear, and then it shuts the doors. There were moments like that that I was like, they didn't take it from Luigi's Mansion, but it had a feel like well, that, which other, I like. The other thing about this is Luigi is the damsel in distress, not the princess. Yeah, the princess is an incredibly capable character. It's just they're working as a team to get this done, and Mario's number one goal is not so much. You know, he wants to save the Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah, but he's like, I got to get my There's brother this back. Brotherly love, which and I like. When they when he gets him back, like a little bit toward spoiler alert, Luigi gets saved. Yeah. Um, and they like he's like, why? Like, there's a moment where like they touch heads, and he looks mm-hmm. so excited to see him. It's just yeah, very fun, lovey brother stuff, and then. A little bit. Skip ahead a few seconds if you don't want the spoiler. When at the end, both of them get the superstar and Luigi gets a chance to fight. Yeah, I was like, yes, like because yeah. I was like, if Luigi is just going to be a the damsel in distress yeah. this whole time, that's fine. And I, I think it's interesting because they, the Mario Peach romance is there. Like, there's a couple spots where they flirt, and it's clear that like, if they do a sequel, that might come up, but it's. Not the, like she. It's like, not the main point, which no. I appreciate it. I loved how much um, independence she had. She like ruled that kingdom, and she was very confident. And she was she knew she knew what she was good at, and she was very mm-hmm. brave. Like she stood up to everyone. Like she never cowered, and she was like, "No, the these." the mushroom kingdom took me in like they are my family they are my people there was an interesting thing there she also was like very good at identifying like the toad that goes with them that's keegan yeah. michael key she's I like, like oh you're a brave toad you should come with us yeah. mario you don't know when to quit you should come with us. which i like i think they did a really cool thing of peach was the incredibly capable one and then mario was like i just don't give up and he's also learning this whole new world yes. and i loved the question mark block that came out of the water that was like the test course yes. that made me laugh so much because it felt like playing the game 
It felt like when you're 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 realizing all the you know the blocks that fall and mm-hmm. the plants that the piranhas that come out of nowhere and things like that. I thought that was funny. So two things about that. One, if you're going into this movie thinking finally they're going to explain why in this world there are little donut shaped blocks you step on and they change color and they drop. No, they have no intention of explaining <laughs> to you why any of this stuff exists. They're just like, yeah, it's, it's, it's in this world. In this, just, world. this is what it is. Uh, yeah. Like literally she goes, oh, first you have to take a power up. I did like the whole thing about how Mario hates mushrooms. Yes. Because then he's like trying to take these mushrooms to learn this course. And he's just like, what? 80% of Chris Pratt's line in this, if you're worried about like, I don't think Chris Pratt's that good to be Mario. A, I think he was pretty good. I, I think I, I he was fine. I, but 80% of his lines are, yeah it's all him like reacting to stuff like whoa oh like also (laughs) from the trailer it was the it's a me a mario and i was like oh god is he gonna do that the whole time but it was a bit and so i kind of commercial i liked that i i liked that because i was worried it was gonna be very heavy on Mm -hmm. that and it really wasn't and so i appreciated that uh, and the Mama Mia seemed like it was a family thing because the dad <laughs> says it at one time, Mama Mia. Yeah. Uh, but they all three of them say it, uh, you know, the family members and Mario and Luigi. Yeah. I, uh, the blue flame, the blue. I don't know that character. It's from, I think, Mario Galaxy. But there's a whole bit that the blue flame has this little kitty voice, but is like but they all resigned get, itself to death. Yeah, they all get trapped when they're prisoners of Koopa. They're in these cages yeah, the above lava. from Mario 64. That was very, the penguin <laughs> thing was very funny because it opens up on that. And I think you see some of that in the trailer where they're like. I think the first eight minutes is online or whatever. Yeah, and they're like, and you, there'll be more of this. Like, are you afraid? Are you frightened? Which whatever they was said, funny I liked own, that. It but, was funny. But then they had to do the. Kill Bill music. And I know I like, they didn't okay. need that. They didn't need that music there. Yeah. Again, I think, I think they felt they needed to put those songs in there because that's their like formula. Yeah. But I, yeah, that wasn't needed. They but, don't have the confidence that like Disney does to let things lie. But the blue flame, him, be, her, her, him, them, yeah, was just like, like death is oblivion soon it will release us all like they're about to like all be loyal lowered into lava and they're like no and the blue frame's like yes yeah so weird it is a very weird kind of bit of business but very funny i think maybe more so for adults so maybe it's in there for adults because it is like a humor that i don't know that kids kids would probably laugh at certain parts of it but not really understand it so the other thing i was going to say about those sequences there's a lot so a there's a lot of sequences in this that Flat out, they film them side to side so it looks like they're running through a level. Like yes. when they're trying to get to work and they're going through Brooklyn mm-hmm. and then when Mario and Donkey Kong is probably that. Anytime they're doing like a fight scene, and this sounds funny considering you and I have just finished a three movie John Wick marathon. Yes. But like I really liked the action sequences in this. I, I thought did they too. looked good. I thought they were very well choreographed. Yeah. I think they used a lot of the language from the game and that sort of thing. Like when they start running Mario with and Luigi their hands, and their hands go yes, back like with they the do in the star, game. Yeah. And it's stuff like that that's fun. But like even just as a action sequence, they were really good of like I could watch Mario and see what he's doing. Oh, I'm going to watch, uh, I almost said Seth Rogen, which it is Seth Rogen. Yeah. Donkey Kong. I enjoyed Donkey Kong. I did too, because Donkey Kong has such a non-personality in the video game that it's I more think what they Dee Dee used here. and Dixie here, have yeah. more of their personalities when you play into the other games. I yeah. think him here as this character, I think they did a lot of fun stuff with it. Apparently... 
he kept like insisting like Seth Rogen's like we should do this like he did a lot of like improv and script mm. updates as he was going yeah and they're like well it feels like you're really mean towards Mario he's like I am it's gonna be great everyone's gonna love it <laughs> yeah and it was and I, he does a laugh there's one part yes, where Mario shrinks down and he literally looks at me just here <laughs> and it's so Seth good. Rogen laugh and I looked at you it was great uh, but I, I enjoyed that whole fight scene between uh, Mario and the Smash Brothers scene. scene that was really good uh, yeah, there you, were, do we say that you teared up on Rainbow? I think oh, yes, you did. We did, but I liked that whole sequence when they're all like in the blue shell. It's like you can never escape me. That was very funny. There was, there was, and this is me plugging our friend's podcast, uh, Low Res High Def. Yes, uh, Joe and Joel were talking about. They're like, I bet everyone comes out of this thinking the Rainbow Road scene. They're looking at it like the pod race scene in Episode One. Uh huh. I mean. Yes, it was really good, but I think they're like any action. The thing that was the weakest, and they the scenes would happen. Okay, the weakest scenes were, "Hey, a princess, my my brother, I lost him. What do you want to do?" And she's like, "Well, we have to go to the Darklands, and you're going to come with me." But first, we need to do this. Like, I have just maybe shortened that scene. It's only maybe at most twice as long as I just described. Mm-hmm. Anything that's like, here's the next, like Mario shows up, he's like, oh my God. He's like, you're in the Mushroom Kingdom. We should take you to see the princess. Like, that's it. There's yeah. no, sometimes I say there's no fat on that piece of meat because they've cut the fat. There is no meat. There is just bone. It is just, but I will say, here's the service. So what I'm saying is, if that's the most egregious thing mm. they do, at least it's short and yeah. at least it's, it's like, I see what you're saying. Thing. Because yeah. Tara, this movie is nine to three minutes long. Yeah, which I was excited about. Woo! It was not long. I love a short movie. It was great. There were a couple ending credit scenes that were fine. I never looked at like I never I I never got I was gonna say looked at my watch. I didn't have a watch. You know what I mean? Yeah. I never you never I, yeah, I never had like an urge to do that. I was it moves. I was in for the movie and I think I think if you're around our age I think the nostalgia, the nostalgia, like the emotional connections for me to the music, to the levels, to the way things look, the way they interpret it, like the whole pipe. And you see that Mm -hmm. in the trailer, but traveling through the pipes and things like that, it was very cool. And I was here for it. And so for me, that that's what I wanted out of this movie experience. I want it to feel like the game came alive. And Mm -hmm. I think they succeeded at that. I think for me, it was those musical cues. And like I said, the story was not strong um, script wise. But, like, but the, it wasn't. The plot was easy, but like all, some of this, like I said, the exp, like this was, there's exposition heavy movies and then there's no exposition movies for these where it's just like, we have to move on to the next thing. This yeah, is happening yeah. now. <laughs> and like, I think okay. maybe that's why with, the Koopa and the wedding and everything. I liked it and I got what they were doing and they were taking things from the games, but I just felt like it was two separate. Yeah, I guess almost two separate, not two separate stories. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it felt disconnected, disjointed disjointed a little bit, but I did love the wedding scene when you had all the (laughs) bad guys in the audience. King Boo sitting like in the front with his goofy <laughs> smile, like with his mouth the ghost, open. The big ghost. The ghost. I think he's King Boo. I think that's his name. Maybe it's not. Uh, and then also the big bomb and how sad he looks when he realizes he's about to explode because someone lit his fuse. <laughs> yeah, they that was, they murder King Boo. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, I, if he came back next movie, I wouldn't. Think no, twice yeah, about I'd be it. fine about it. Also, because again, this is a world where like there are power ups you can get. It's there, like, okay, sure. There was a really cool scene and. 
I want to do it, but I think it ends the end of April. Here in our uh, botanical gardens in Austin, they have like an illuminations and it's all like light up, but it's supposed to look like flowers and it's like fields of light up flowers. Mm -hmm. The scene that they did with all the fire flowers, I thought was like visually very beautiful when they're like in this big field of them and it's the first time she changes. And I thought it was a cool way to change because up until that point, the power up is just a mushroom. We see yeah. him, we see Mario get bigger and stronger. But when we see Peach... <laughs> eating those mushrooms. Yes, bleh, so like, funny. So grossed out by But it. when we see Peach, her whole outfit changes because she goes to the colors in the game when she... The like white and yeah, red. Yeah, and... I I really liked that a lot. Mm-hmm. And I like that we get the ice flower towards the end, too. I thought that was cool. Um, now, I will say, I think if, if this, like what I was saying earlier, this movie is now the number one animated opening weekend of all time. It bumped out Frozen 2. I think it made close to or over $150 million domestic. Wow. Not including, like, in its opening weekend. Um so good for it um but i think a lot of you may be going like do i need to get tickets this weekend and watch it if you got a kid who wants to see it i guess fine i i will say i think this is a movie that if you've got a big tv and 4k or something like i think you should be fine see it on a, it yeah i think you'd be fine watching it at home but i think i think you should see it on a big screen yeah yeah if you're a movie goer or yeah i think it's a big screen type of a movie i think you know don't watch it on your computer. I th- I think this mm-hmm. one because again it's visually stunning. I think a bigger screen does it justice. But I, I you know I guess part of this is just to, to save some people. Like if you want to go see it, I think you're gonna have a good time. Yeah, I think I think you're. I hope you're gonna get out what you want from it, which is you know after we watched the 1990s Super Mario Brothers, we were like we Holy just moly. want. We just want the colors. We just want the nostalgia. We just want, you know, things that resemble what we played in the game. I just this want has a story of, of a Italian family trying to start a business. <laughs> it has all of that. I could watch a movie that is just them trying to start a business. And then at the end, it's like they fall in a pipe. And it's like, do, 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 do. And then it's like, continued next time. I, yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I like, I like New York business starting I movies. enjoyed it as well. But... You know, I think if if any of those things sound like something you're you're into or excited about, then I would say go see it. You know, I don't regret that we very rarely do I ever regret us seeing something in the theater mm-hmm. or wishing I didn't see something in the theater. But this this gave me all I wanted from it. You know. Now, with all this being said, it's you know again they don't really. They there's there's a post credit sequence that kind of I, I wouldn't say it hints at a next movie. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> oh, you can take that out. I, I might. Yeah, um, take that out. But it does hint at like other characters, and there's plenty of other characters that could mm-hmm. be in this. Um, of course, I was upset there was no Wario or Luigi. I know. I would love to see Wario and Waluigi. We're a big fan of the Wario brothers. Mm. Um, are they brothers? I don't know if they're. I don't know. I think it would be an interesting thing to uh, write a story around. Um, Apparently, I think Jack Black has pitched Pedro Pascal as one of them. I'm okay with him being Waluigi, but I still think Ian McShane should voice Wario. I'm into both of those suggestions. Anyway, um, what do we see this as the future of 
Nintendo, like what's a, not a Mario movie, but what's another Nintendo? Oh. Like, do they make a, a, a Yoshi's Island? No, I mean just like Zelda. Oh, I or... see what you mean. So just Nintendo, not Mario Brothers. You said mm-hmm. that, but I didn't fully absorb it. I think a Zelda could be very cool. I think a Zelda movie could be very cool. Um, I'm trying to think what other games. <laughs> Kirby. I th- Kirby, yeah, but I feel like. I don't know how you make a Kirby movie. I eat everything. Yeah, I just feel like Mario Brothers, there's so many different games over the generations and so much nostalgia that I think they have several more movies that they could continue to do with different storylines and different levels and, and things like that. Because this does start off with a like Nintendo bumper that seems like Nintendo Studios. So yeah. I think the implication is they'll be trying to do something to license some more of their products. Properties. Yeah, which would be interesting to see how that unfolds. I think an, I think a Legend of Zelda one would be very cool. I think it's probably one they're trying to figure out right now. I, I don't think you can get... Here. So this is one of the things I was thinking about at the sequel. I think to get me into a theater again to see a sequel to this, I would need some sort of um, verification that had been a step up in the story. That they're, it's not just yeah. Now Wario and Waluigi are the bad guys, and it's the same, just simple hero's journey of hero mm-hmm, needs mm-hmm. this, this happens. Um, same thing with Zelda. I don't think Zelda could get away with as simple of a story as this because I think Zelda does a lot of it's Zelda's a lot about mood and setting and, and visuals, but yeah. I do think Zelda's also got a little bit more of a. You know, when I say it's a more uh, uh, substantial story, like I, I, I cannot express to you how. I enjoyed this movie, but the, the the story is just bad guy is bad guy, good guy is good guy. Mm-hmm. Let's fight, like yeah. that's it. So, I'd like to see more if there's a if there's a Zelda thing, but I do think this also maybe pushes up your needing Breath of the Wild two sometime here. I, it hasn't come out yet. It comes really? out May twelfth or something. Why I looked do I it feel up like the other I day. I've seen people have played it. Maybe there's some kind of early. I thought maybe there was an early release, but on Target it, you can pre order it right huh. now. Maybe you can, I don't know. So Nintendo Direct, who knows? Yeah, I'm sure there's a way maybe you could get it earlier, but. Well, it is late. It is late. It is late. We have enjoyed our Super Mario. We will be back next time. You know, the plan is to do Frozen 2. Let's hope something else doesn't bump it, but we will be back with Frozen 2 and we'll continue our plan schedule from then on out. Thank you for uh, uh, indulging in what has been a three week uh, video game extravaganza here. It's been fun. Uh, please remember to rate, review, subscribe, tell someone about our podcast. Down, you know, make sure you uh, subscribe to us. That'll help us get downloads. Uh, and you know, find us on social media. Hang out with us on the Facebook page. All that. But uh, we'll see you next time. All right. Take care, listeners. Thanks for listening to Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries. If you've got a Disney story to share, a bone to pick with us, or just want to say hello. Call the Princess Diaries hotline at 707-YO-TRPD-1. That's 707-968-7731. You can send us an email at trprincessdiaries at gmail.com, tweet at us at trpdiaries on Twitter, or check out our Instagram at trprincessdiaries. Join the Facebook group to post Disney memes, vote in our Disney theme brackets, and meet other fairy tale friends. Facebook.com slash groups slash TR Princess Diaries. Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wherever you hear us, please be our knight in shining armor and give us a five-star review. Check out pods.link slash TR Princess Diaries for all the places you can find us on the web. 
including how you can support us through our coffee account or our Redbubble merchandise store. Thanks again. And until next time, remember to always live happily ever after. Thank you.